Hello everyone and welcome to the Polygon Forest. Uh, I am Ubisoft concept artist Vin Hill and I am joined as ever by Mr. Co Mr. Christopher Jarvis who is also an indie dev. Hello sir. Hello. So uh, we've, got a, we've got quite a bit of news to get through today uh, as well as yeah. some other sort of uh, bits but we're, we're also going to be talking about a game that I'm quite fond of and uh, I've heard that you've recently finished so we'll we'll, yes. we'll get around to that at some point. Yeah. Um, but first, before we get around to that, have you played anything else other than the game in question, I guess, because we're going to be digging into that a little bit. I haven't, no. I've not been doing much because I bought, I'm in the process of buying a house. I bought a house. It's all contracts assigned, got cool. a completion date. So there'll only be a few more episodes with this background before it changes to a very slightly different background. Uh, so that's been taking up a lot of my free time. Fair enough. Uh, so that game that in question... Why are we keeping it a secret? Is it a secret? Or do we I, don't, I don't think it is a secret, considering no. like it is on the thumbnail of the episode. So like if you've missed that somehow, <laughs> like it's yeah, kind of eco. amazing. It's eco. Right. It's eco. You've been playing. Cats eco. out of the bag. Yeah, I've been playing eco, and that's all I've been playing. Yeah, um, I've, I've never heard of this game. Like it's a bit. I don't know. It's <laughs> sound. It just sounds really obscure. Like why would anyone like you know? I just don't. I, yeah, who knows? <laughs> For our audio listeners, uh, Vin has just been holding up. Several pieces of nah, memorabilia. I just, I, I just never like just ignore the pictures on the wall as well. I mean, yeah, I've just heard like weird things about this game, but we'll 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 talk about that one in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you said, that you mentioned that you're um, in the process of finally closing the deal on your house. Like, is contract all signed? Are you are you are you excited to actually be moving? Are you. They are exchanged. It was touch and go as to whether or not I was going to get a mortgage right up until the last minute because it's a shared ownership, uh, which right. in the UK people, well, even if you are in the UK, it's, not many people are very familiar about how it hmm. works and the ins and outs. It's different to regular mortgage. Right. Um, so long story short, it's stressful and I'm not enjoying it. Buying a house I, is stressful and not enjoyable? Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a hot take right there. Um <laughs> And I think I'll only enjoy it when I get in and start painting it. I think that's probably right when it'll start being enjoyable. But there's going to be an agonizing sort of four mm. week wait until I get the keys. So yeah, there is that. I guess I'm just going to be my same miserable self for the next four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm sure you'll find some video games to play at least. I mean, you got PlayStation now. You've just finished Eco on that, so I'm guessing that you're you, like there must be something else to play on that service that you're like interested in. Well, that's the other thing. I was like, oh, we've got um, we've got the uh, the update on Ghost of Tsushima right. coming out in this is uh, true. August. Yeah. Is it the tenth or the eleventh of August? Yeah, it's pretty close. It's a couple so, of weeks away. Yeah, I hopefully it won't be too much to upgrade to that, and um, so I I could play that, and then if not, I'm just sticking to PlayStation now because I can't really afford any you know AAA games at full price at the minute. Um, so yeah, we were talking before, and I might splash out on Shadow of the Colossus yeah. because you said to play the um, remaster, not the HD version. Yeah, I, I mean, there's the, there's a remaster which is on the PlayStation uh, Three. So it was originally a PlayStation Two game. It was on the PlayStation Three, and it's on PlayStation Now as well. And you're actually playing a PS Three game when you're playing it on PlayStation Now. And then, other than the remaster, there's the 2018 remake, which is just from the ground up completely rebuilt from scratch i think the game's only like it was 40 us on release 
I think it's like thirty pounds. I think it's thirty pounds. Yeah, and it's not like it's very, it's very, very common to see that game on sale as well. So there might be that Mm. as well. I'd probably say hold off until you see a sale come along. Like if you're still a bit Mm. iffy on like spending the money on it, because every pretty much every single sale they'll they'll have the Shadow of Colossus will pop up. Same as the Last Guardian. Um, So yeah, but I, I it's it's hard to recommend the remaster when the remake is right there when it is better i would i would way argue. better yeah, yeah yeah it's it's just a better experience especially in 2021 you know you want to you want to get the best that you can out of it like it'd be hard to yeah to not recommend that one so yeah yeah especially going in fresh like why don't why don't you play the best version that's available now why would i want to go absolutely back and, yeah yeah play an older one um and then just doing some indie game stuff but again that's taking a back seat so cool uh are you making yeah. any progress on that at all or are you just uh just still grinding through the levels i've got about 34 five puzzle elements levels finished so how are you actually like going about this are you are you just making one level after another or are you making like sections of like certain puzzles that you're going to be reusing like how are you tackling it so the way i'm tackling it is i've got the story elements done in that i've got the script and it's around the the kubler ross model of grief and they have like five or six different stages and then within those stages are sort of subset subsets. So I've got the scripts that I know that are matching to the stages mm. and I've got a brief outline of what I, what mechanics I want to exist throughout the game. And so I've got sort of milestones of making four or five levels, uh, for example, with the theme of anxiety or fear or okay so like the different levels of 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 grief and so on yeah which are the different levels of grief and i'm kind of just going right with this sub subcategory which might be denial i've got to come up with five there's five scripts for there's five different levels there's five script elements uh, that i've written and i need to come up with five uh puzzles and then might be able to have elements of using a key to unlock something. They might have uh, enemies doing a certain behavior, which would, and the puzzles might be laid out in a certain way, like frustration, for example, I'm trying to make levels that frustrate the player, um, different ways of tackling that. So the way I'm tackling the levels is uh, kind of in segments. And so hopefully it builds up and builds up and builds up and I've got enough legs for, to get me all the way through to around 98, 99, 100 ish type levels. But the way I did it before was just what's a good level? I know a maze. Let's do a maze. Okay, let's do a slightly more uh, bigger maze. Yeah. Let's do a slightly bigger, more complicated maze. And then after like three, that gets old real quick. So you've got to, you've got to try and to figure out how to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. So I've got a process, I've got like a, a framework. And so hopefully uh, and so far that's so far so good that's been going well and i know where i need to get to in the in the next few sort of segments and uh ideas pop into my head randomly about different ideas for levels which is good yeah um so if i was just doing this nine to five monday to friday as like a full-time job i'd just be sat there going oh my god oh my god what do i do what, what level do i do but yeah fact, it's it's nice to, yeah it's nice to have that sort of downtime in your head i guess you know like you're not just yeah. constantly working on it all the time because you probably got some serious tunnel vision from it i guess i mean you've... yeah and it is a grind like designing 99 ish levels is a mm, grind yeah uh it's not I, I thought this would be where the fun is but it's not fun it's <laughs> it's very systematic i guess like you're, you're gonna yeah. be yeah yeah it's rough like, 
because because I know the game design in the game, like I'm trying to think of the most complicated, interesting, elaborate stuff. Mm. But that can't happen until right at the end. Like I need the need to the groundwork, the first few. And I'm I don't know if starting chronologically was a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm starting like from one, going all the way through to the end. Well, that's kind of not true. Yeah. I I I did a kind of a vertical slice where I designed most of the mechanics that I know I wanted to have in the game. See if worked and that did work so i've done key uh 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 mechanic milestones yeah and then i'm going back and filling in yeah i guess the the thing which i've normally what i found anyway that works especially when it comes to level design and stuff like from what i've heard other people say is like they normally they won't start at the beginning but they'll they'll start like the like third way through the game sort of thing that's where they start because you want like the first part of your game when people first like start it to be as tight and and great as possible and the only way you can really get it to that point is if you got a load of experience making all the other levels and then when you go back and do like the first section of the game then you're then you're like the height of your experience of making the game if that makes sense so you're not like putting all your worst stuff at the beginning worst stuff yeah it might be that might be a way of doing it but like either no matter what i say anyway like what you're gonna end up doing is even if you're doing it chronologically you'll go all the way through and then you'll go back to the end and then you'll probably polish them all up anyway so i don't think it really matters too much but yeah that's another idea that's another approach definitely like i thought if i start off uh doing the first ones, knowing that they're going to be smaller. Right. By the time I get to the end ones that need to be more complicated, hopefully I would have been honed in. So then if I come to redo the first ones, it won't take as much time. Because you know, I know that, uh, you know, that there's going to be some element of iteration and, and yeah, when absolutely. I'm doing play testing and redesigning and stuff, that there'll need to be changes. And then hopefully if I just rechange the first few, then that should be the most um, yeah. uh, quickest to do. That's the idea. But yeah. I did throw away a lot of design. I threw away like 25 designs. Yeah, welcome to <laughs> well, uh, welcome to games development. Yeah. I say throw away, like they're there. I can see them. I know what they're doing. Mm. I might pinch elements here and there in other future things. They might not go to waste, but at the moment they're just, I, I just see it as a process. Like it's not a waste. It's just a process because I couldn't, I, there's no way I could have just gone in and done what I've done now without the first 20 levels that I threw away. Yeah, I mean, there's this, 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 no, it's, it completely makes sense. It doesn't sound weird at all. I mean, there's this whole thing with the, um, with concept art as well, where we, like, I went for a phase of, of drawing stuff, like when I was doing practice, like I, I would draw like rocks or like I would draw like a prop or something, but I'd have these sessions where I'd finish something from start to finish, render it all out, finish it completely, not save it, not save it as a JPEG, delete it and just move on. And no, I know that sounds to look at to reflect on it. Right, exactly. This the thing come. because the thing, like the important thing, is the lessons that you learn from actually doing it. Right. True. Yeah. And yeah. it's the same thing with games design and like what you've <clears> just been talking about, like the whole like going through the process of actually learning how to do these things is like half of the journey. So for you just having it just to hoard it sort of thing, all you're doing is cementing bad ideas. Like you might have a bad idea in there, or like you could do it way better like later on from the lessons that you've already learned from doing the bad thing in the first place. So it's mm. it's like I, I'm not completely opposed to like whenever people say, oh, you know, I've done X, Y and Z and I've wasted time and, and like I didn't make any progress on this thing. It's like you have. It's just internalized you progress. It's just you not can't, tangible. Yeah, it's right. not visual. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think there's there's a lot of value in that. And I think a lot more people need to sort of take a step back and realize 
that especially but yeah don't 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 look at that as a waste of time man because it, no it'll come back you know like it will help you out in a lot of ways that you you haven't quite realized yet if that makes sense yeah it, it feels like a it feels like a wisdom moment mm. like i f- i feel okay with it i feel at peace with it yeah i don't feel like i've wasted it but yeah. i know that if i was back in my uni days i would be kidding myself <laughs> right. like, that would be the the bad thoughts in the shower like oh why did i do yeah, those yeah. 20 bad levels but yeah and now I'm looking, I can see them and I look at them and they're just kind of like, uh, it's almost like a good thing, like a reminder of how far I've come already with it yeah. after it's been a year of, yeah, we're, oh my gosh, yeah, it's literally coming up to the anniversary of me deciding to make the game. Like I think it was around the 15th or so of August. So um, yeah, development's been for like a year nearly. That's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah. Well time flies even if you're not having fun <laughs> if there's a global pandemic time flies yeah i mean yeah that's true as well time doesn't have any meaning anymore oh. so at the same time it feels like it started yesterday yeah <laughs> but yeah uh but enough about me and my game which yep. is now now thinking about that i've been on it a year and knowing that i'm like a third of the way through just the puzzles that feels like it's going to be like years away progress you know it's all progress it's all progress but how, what have you been playing for him what have you been up to been uh, drawing lots yeah i've been drawing a lot but um i did i did finish a game um and mass I, effect 2 no no still still haven't even started mass effect 2 and it's it's on the list it will, it will it'll be next maybe we'll see we'll see but okay. yeah no i actually i like i mentioned uh, last week that i was playing resident evil 3 and yes. i uh yeah i got around to finishing this game I'm gonna be showing some uh, gameplay on the on the video as well. Like now, I've got all the commentary set up. Yeah, we're doing live live gameplay on the side. Of the Are video. we? Yeah, yeah. So this uh, is a shock. I didn't know this. Yeah, you um, spring this on me, Vin. Yeah. So yeah, people oh people will be seeing it, like the the game running in the background now. But it's yeah, it's okay. fantastic game. Like honestly, I was I was actually really blown away. Like a lot of people were. Uh, talking about this game like it was too short like it wasn't like enough was happening and all this sort of stuff and i thought like ah is it is it going to be just more of the same resident evil 2 but my, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this game like it was a good 10 hours long like i had fun with it like it looks absolutely amazing they changed a lot from the original game as well so it makes yeah. it feel like it's a modern game and it it's it was just a great game like i i can't i can't recommend it enough like especially if it's on sale like i i got it for 19 dollars. i think it was on sale okay so i mean a really yeah. polished game i've heard good things i have heard that a lot of people thought it was quite short but for me that's a good yeah, thing i, I mean Shorter i disagree yeah it's really it really wasn't that short it was yeah, like i said it was between eight and ten hours like if you play casually like if you're just like trying to blast through it as quickly as yeah. humanly possible and you're not trying to find everything and you're not trying to unlock all the doors then yeah you yeah. could probably finish it in six hours and and mm. be angry about it but like it, i i'm just not, not a sort of gamer stuff, i guess yeah i'm just yeah. not a sort of gamer either like i like to like if i see a locked door and i haven't got the key for it i'm like oh crap i'm gonna have to find the key for that otherwise i'm just yeah. gonna be you know i'm gonna be sad about it forever but yeah, yeah. in the last of us too when you've got those safes and that gift that you can't figure out how to do on the safes like yeah, I'd hate that. Yeah, yeah. like I, I don't know how people do that. One. Like, oh, there's a, there's a there's a locker there or a chest, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna open it. It's like, are you insane? 
Like, yeah, there just, could be anything in there. Right. Even a speedboat. And that's the <laughs> thing, like, in, in the game, like, you actually find quite meaningful things in them boxes and stuff. Like, you might find, like, an ammo upgrade or you might find uh, a mm-hmm. new attachment for your gun that fires three bullets at once sort of thing. And it, was this Resi, Resi Evil 3? Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's kind of nuts that people will just blast through this game as quickly as possible. Like, it just it didn't make any sense to me. But yeah, I, I thought it was great. Like, I thought it was a really good game. Like, Resident Evil 2 and the Resident Evil 3 remakes have been mm. really surprising to me, like, how 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 good they actually are. Because I was sort of at this point with Japanese games thinking, you know, like because they didn't really have a great era during the, like, the sort of middle of PlayStation 3 to the middle of PlayStation 4. It was very dry. There was, really wasn't any great, sort of Japanese games I know like people are probably going to disagree with that on some level which I totally respect but as a whole Mm. I just thought they were lagging behind a little bit in terms of like the quality of games which the West was sort of producing at the time but now like they're they're sort of catching their stride now and and things are really coming around and I think Resident Evil 3 and and the Resident Evil 2 remakes are really testament to that they're just they're they're great games like people should check them out if they can get a chance I remember there was some love for Resi 3 I remember I remember that but um, I think it's a valid, valid comment uh, in comparison to the other things. Yeah. Are you going to be going through Resident? Is this made you want to play more Resident Evil games? Kind of or? in a in a weird way. Yeah, I wasn't really expecting it because I I wasn't really into Resident Evil anyway. And I mean, I played them all pretty much. Like the only ones I haven't played are seven and eight, like the the most recent ones, like the more the modern ones. One, yeah. Yeah, which look great by the way. There was no reason why I haven't just purely because I've you know I'm I'm sort of out of the loop on Resident Evil and like back catalog stuff yeah. yeah and i played resident evil 1 to 5 i think it was originally and they're okay like the older ones but like since playing yeah. the remake of uh zero one two and three in a row sort of thing they they've mm. they've been really good solid games like they've they've updated yeah. them and they're not like cheesy and corny anymore like if you ever played like the original resident evil one god that game is unplayable like it's really really bad in terms of just like the quality of like the contemporary games like it's not yeah it's just not up to par like it, it, it's a bit janky it's yeah. objectively not up to par like in terms like it can be it's quite it's a nostalgic trip and like if you yeah. if you haven't played resident evil one in a while like you sort of got this thing in the back of your head telling you that it's great and there's nothing at wrong the with time that. it was at yeah. the time it was groundbreaking and yeah i remember when it was just like this whole new like it but was now, almost, yeah like, oh games aren't gonna be the same again now so it, yeah, okay. but now just like the the dialogue in the originals and just how like you get around like the tank controls of the characters and they're all talking like, hey, there's zombies over there and stuff. And like, yeah, just I mean, it's fine, but it's not it's not really as enjoyable as something like the Resident Evil 3 remake like that. Like this yeah. game is just so good. Like it was, it was really well done. Like the only complaint that I've got about the whole of Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil 3 in particular is what i mentioned last week was jill is like half the speed she should be she's just <laughs> really really slow and it's it's kind of annoying at times it's like to the point that's a detriment to the player like trying to play the game because like you're trying you to get out of the way like you, yeah like you, yeah. you've hit the right button at the right time it's just like because she's slower it's just not quite and carlos is the same like you play as a jill and carlos like the mm. you switch between these two characters and on the screen right now i think carlos is on there and mm-hmm. same thing, like they just feel like wardrobes, pretty much. Like you're trying to move a wardrobe, like it's really everything's really heavy, and and it adds yeah. like that grounded realism to it, and it feels like everything feels a lot more threatening because of that, because you're slow and they're coming at you. You're just like, oh crap! Like it, it's really like it adds a lot of tension to the game. But yeah, really fantastic game. I can't I can't give it enough credit. 
But, Sounds good. Yeah, everyone should check it out. So now you've finished that. Do you do what I do, where as soon as you finish the game, and especially if it's a good game, where you're like, oh my God, that was so good. I need to keep this rush going. Like now I've got the dread of, oh, what if I the next game I play is not a good game? And mm. like, what am I going to play? And I need to quickly install it now. While See, that, still... this is why I don't want to play Mass Effect 2, because what if it's terrible? I'm joking, obviously. Like you, you can see the pain in your face, just like. Mm. <laughs> no, it was. It was. I was honestly thinking, like, do I know anyone of of any comments that like thought Mass Effect One was just okay, and then went on to think that Mass Effect Two was worse or not good? Yeah, I don't. And I don't I think I've ever heard that. I've not heard that. Yeah, same. Um, so if you thought Mass Effect One was just okay, yeah, I thought it was then, decent. Yeah, then you you know you're going in. Uh, yeah, on, on but because, but again, because it's the everyone knows this. Are you are expectations going to be too high? Mm, yeah, I think there because is the first an element time around. Everyone's expectations was oh, it's going to be another Mass Effect game, and then like, yeah, I think that, time, I think I think you're right. I think there is an element to that, and I'm rightfully so. Like, I think everyone is sort of yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's overhyped Mass Effect 2 at this point, where it's kind of like, yeah, I'm kind yeah. of weird. And the same thing happened with The uh, the Witcher 3, actually. There was a lot of people that were just constantly talking about that game like it was God's yeah. Gift to the Earth. And then I, I played it. I definitely got that. Because I got the uh, Game of the Year edition right. thinking this is going to be great game. game. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without a doubt. But there's lots wrong with it mm. for, for middle of the road. I'd say I'm like a middle of the road gamer. And um, sure. there's problems with that game. Still. Yeah, there's a lot of bugs. There's a lot of jank to that game. There's a lot of yeah. It's just it's it's not as perfect as people sort of hyped it up in my head. And when I get yeah. around to playing it, it was kind of like yeah, this isn't really the greatest thing in the world. Like the just like the main quest, like the side quests in The Witcher Three are fantastic. Like yes. they are just cream some of the, the crop. Best, some of the some best. Of, yeah, gaming moments. Like some of the best side missions Absolutely. ever. Like side mission game of the decade uh, without yeah, hands fine. down yeah sure i can accept that but like the main quest and just like the, the bugs was... and if it's, it was I, I don't up. know like i can remember some of the side quests like vividly but the main overall story mm. i don't really get it yeah and it's not memorable it doesn't stick in my brain so yeah and the, that's you know it's nothing that's not been said already there's no new opinions there this is fair this is very so cool. what are you what are you playing next? What are you playing next? Uh, I'm not sure. Like I'm kind of an open book at this point. Like I've got there's a lot of good stuff that's come out which we're gonna talk about in a bit from uh, Microsoft, which I I kinda wanna get into Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like just this weird yes. thing has just come up inside of me where I'm like, yeah, I want to fly around a little bit. So like I'm sort of interested yes. in playing that. But I've... this is the game that is gonna be pulling in people that aren't gamers to buy a console. Like I've I think seen so. some tweets of like granddad's getting consoles and oh yeah ollie was playing with his dad so microsoft flight sim ollie hoff the uh right the the illustrator that's very cool which we went to uni with yeah um shout out to ollie if you're watching but you're probably not <laughs> <laughs> he might be you never know uh but yeah i saw him and then i saw some other people going oh my granddad bought a xbox for this game because he saw it advertised and right. like he was sat there with the controls with the directions on printed out on a piece of paper, color ink. I love that. And that was on the arm of the chair and he was playing it with the control. And I thought, that is great. Like, that's what games are all about, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's literally people out there that will buy a flight chair and all the flight sticks and all the equipment 
and just yeah. play just this game. Like they'll never play anything yeah. else. It's just Microsoft Flight Simulator. My the, great uncle did which that. Which is great. Yeah, he bought a PC rig. Like back, this is back in the day now. So I don't know what Flight Simulator he bought, but this is going back 15 years ish. Yeah, he bought like a chair, off proper office chair, proper PC. And just and the stick and everything, just just so he could do his flight sim games and stuff. Yeah. And uh, we went over one time, and we, me and Ed, me and my little brother, who's like a couple of years older than me, uh, younger than me, of course he is, my little brother. <laughs> um, we went round, and um, he was showing us how to play it. And he'd been like studying the manuals, reading up about real planes, figuring out flight speeds and flaps and stuff. And of course, me and me and my little brother go in, and we've got our video game growing up with video game mm. stuff and we just go in and yeah the, we've never used a joystick before except in arcades yeah but we land like a lancaster bomber like on the first try and he was just like how did <laughs> how did you do that like yep. that- now the, the good thing about um flight simulator is just like how um how like accessible it is i guess like because there are people that will literally set up all the equipment and have all the buttons set up so like they are actually flying a plane like it's a simulator like it's a one-to-one like all of the instruments are like reacting and stuff and you can set up like ipads and stuff so they've got all like the like the dials are moving and stuff like that like this people are crazy selves man it's absolutely insane but then on the other end of that you can adjust that down to like however like how much difficulty you want where you're just playing with a joystick and you can just like fly around like it's a normal fly around video gaming plane like, yeah which is great like i love that because it's everything in between isn't it it's yeah, not like arcadey there is a line where oh yeah there isn't like rock like you still have to like go through some tutorials race. yeah you still have to like figure it out like how to actually take off and how to land it's not like you're just there's no yeah you're not shooting down enemy planes or anything it's just you flying around the world but the thing that like sort of makes this game what it is is just the whole fact that you can fly anywhere like they use like um gps um imagery which from like google it's earth crazy. And, stuff. and they reconstruct like the earth around you and then they also go in there and hand make all of the like the iconic places as well like if you're flying around tokyo then all the buildings are handmade and all that sort of stuff, man. It just it just looks like a nice, relaxing game. So I'm sort of I think I'm interested in getting around to getting around to playing yeah. that one. So you're in the mood for a bit of um, a bit of relaxing, bit of yeah. chilling out, bit of relaxing. I think so. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And we're watching some flight sim stuff now. We were, yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. See. Ah, uh, yeah. Checking out, making it all professional. <laughs> Probably shouldn't comment yeah. on it because sort of ruins it. But yeah. oh, sorry. It's the illusion. No, no, no I meant like me anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just impressed. Impressed by your own podcast. We're growing. Nice. We're growing as a podcast. Indeed. <laughs> Just not audience. <laughs> it's almost like you had it uh, already knew you were going to be talking about it then. Almost. Almost. Doesn't feel like this is a, a spontaneous conversation anymore. We're ruining <laughs> it for our spontaneous listeners. It's all good. Anyway, we should probably move on anyone to um, like other stuff that we've got to talk about. So we've got, yeah. uh, like we've got some news to get through, I guess. Um, obviously... Yes. It's kind of like hard to avoid the uh, current situation with uh, Activision and Blizzard. There's obviously a lot of talk around that and, and stuff that's been happening. Yeah. Um, like a lot's happened in the past week. Like last week we got, I think, was the day that the court filing got issued or the day after when we were recorded. Uh, I think it was issued on the Friday. We we spoke about on the yeah. on the Sunday. So on the was, Sunday, yeah. Yeah, so we, we, had, we had quite hot takes as it were and not hot takes like not that they were important takes or anything fresh but reactions fresh reactions there you go that's the yeah. way of doing it 
And uh, a lot's happened in the past weeks. So obviously, there's been a lot of responses from uh, Blizzard and Activision, from their CEOs and the company writ large. Um, there's been a lot of employees that have been uh, displeased with that um, reply uh, from the uh, from the the heads and the the leadership of Blizzard. Obviously, not mm-hmm. all of them. I think there's I think there's been about two thousand signatures at Activision yeah. Blizzard, and there's about I think there's almost ten thousand developers. So not all of them. We have to take mm-hmm. that into account because there's a lot of people out there that are saying all developers are in agreement. It's like that's not the case all the time. So we've got to we've got to be fair. Um, so there's there's a good there's still a good two thousand developers though that are very unhappy to the point that there was actually mm. a walkout last week. I think yeah, it was, it was a walkout on so Wednesday. It was on Wednesday, and yeah. so a lot of developers uh, stopped. Well, I say walkout, but they're probably still working from home anyway. But it's like there was a strike basically, so everyone yeah, stopped it was working. Basically a strike. Yeah, and a lot of gamers sort of joined in with this in solidarity to sort of support their um, views on it, and they stopped playing uh, Blizzard games for a day. Um, I'm not sure what the numbers were right. on that. I'm not sure like how much of an impact that actually made. Like if, like if it just like Steam just took a dip like for all Blizzard games. Like I'd be really interested to see that just to see yeah. like how much of an impact now for and why that sort of uh, movement stretched out. But yeah, that'd be interesting to see. I hadn't heard that the gamers were. I'd heard um, people discussing mm. i wonder what's this what is this doing to you know like the the games and uh some people have been writing it off going oh well that's the end of activision blizzard you know th- uh, thinking yeah, that I it mean, would be the end of the it's studio a bit, and, it's a bit hyperbolic i i think like, i think that's and, and everything in between you know you can see everything was, you just keep scrolling long enough and you'll see all sure. different yeah uh opinions and viewpoints but it'll be interesting to see the data on on that and is this the first time in the gaming uh world where there's been walkouts no, I think this uh, there was walkouts during the uh, Riot Games um, sort of League of Legends thing because they had a harassment thing a few years ago. But it was before I think it was really before like the whole Me Too movement slash harassment movement. Too. I guess mm-hmm. um, I think Me Too movement was happening, but now we're sort of it's sort of evolving into this like anti harassment movement, which is I don't know, it's kind of kind of a weird thing that almost feel it feels kind of gross to me because it feels like people are just going through phases and i don't think that's genuine i don't think that's fair and um, we need to like treat these like equally across the board so i don't know we'll see but it's yeah that the the right games had a sort of strike and a walkout and that was mostly successful i think like they they were you know they were it happened and it worked and it brought, yeah it brought yeah. awareness to it so it was it was it was good in that respect you know i actually worked yeah. out some and there's been lots of more stories being shared. Um, yes, there are. Which is, um, it's good that they're being shared. It's bad that they happened. Um, yeah, I mean, this this the thing, like, since last week, a lot of other um, news has been shared around this uh, sort of issue. Yeah. Um, and we're starting to hear about, like, lawsuits have actually gone through and finished, and the, people have actually pled guilty to certain things that we we weren't really aware of like they might have been out in the public escape it's just they've been they've had awareness brought to they them weren't now. in the public eye they've been brought to the attention are you talking about the uh, the toilet cams i am talking about the toilet cams which is a bit of a disgusting topic and um yeah sort of forewarning on that respect i guess like that like mm. if you're sort of triggered by this sort of stuff then don't uh, yeah don't Trigger listen to it for, yeah yeah, yeah skip it sort of thing we, we'll have timestamps so you can skip this whole uh, blizzard activision sort of story if you want but it, it needs to be mentioned i guess but in uh, 2018 a former activision it worker installed cameras into the company's minnesota office bathroom 
uh, with the intent to spy on employees while they were using the toilet, according to court records reviewed by Waypoint and, and local media reports from the time. So I've 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 got the uh, the article up here. This is on uh, Vice.com, mm. um, but I think it's by the way of. Uh, another company but yeah basically there was there was an employee that installed uh, cameras into the into the toilet with the intent to sort of film people um they sent investigators in private investigators they found the cameras they interviewed him they charged him he pled guilty um this happened so because mm-hmm. it went through the court system so yeah, yeah we, it's not it's not a hearsay, it's not yeah. conjecture it's uh yeah it went through the court system and which uh yeah and it's, it's shocking and uh, it's bad. I don't, much, well, I don't know what to say about it. Really. Yeah, it's it's it's, just... it's it's gross. It's bad. Um, hopefully this isn't. I mean, because th- this is the problem. Like upon reflection of reading through the sort of uh, the court file, and obviously from last week, there was a lot of um, talk around um, like, is this a systemic issue? And I think that's one of the major problems which uh, the California state put in the court file. And I, after reading it and going through it, and and reading other sort of people like legal um sort of opinions on the court filing like a lot of people say there's a lot of good stuff in here but the like the main problem which california have is that they're trying to stick this as a systemic problem within activision blizzard which is kind of a hard thing like within the legal system to sort of prove unless there's like some sort of company email saying hey we should we should get rid of all women and they're they're rubbish so yeah like unless they find that smoking gun this yeah they've got a hell to climb I think a lot of it is people, a lot of this is fueled by people on Twitter not understanding what systemic means in this context. Mm, um, or maybe they do, and they, they do think that it's all people of power, uh, including you know HR management, anyone that's in, that's in charge of anyone else, all um, either turning a blind eye after they've witnessed something, which means yeah. all of them would have had to have witnessed something, and then, and then also going about processes to uh, not have it come out or not have justice served or the right outcome. And yep. so that's my definition of systemic in this context. And uh, I don't think that's, I, I'll be very shocked if that, that evidence was found that it is yeah, systemic. I mean, it, so there's a hundred percent of people with the yeah. opportunity. Uh, so you just need one. So for it not to be systemic, unfortunately you just need one woman who uh, is doing the right thing all the time and then yeah. it's not systemic. It's extremely, it's extremely difficult to prove this sort of stuff mm. anyway, like in terms of just um, to, to prove that something is systemic versus just like bad apple or bad agents within a yeah. within a company. Not to dismiss anything, like it's still just as terrible. No, I don't dismiss the numbers right. of things that are happening. I mean, the problem I have is like with a lot of these things anyway is that they don't hold people accountable. They hold company accountable, which isn't yeah. a good method to go for because it, like you said, like as soon as they disprove that it's not systemic anymore, then the case might be dropped and then that yeah. is really bad. Let's damage yeah. it because there's the serious allegations in here that need to be you know that need to be addressed and and, and hmm. if, if if they can just fall on a technicality like the fact that you're trying to prove systemically something because the whole court filing anyway isn't really like the the main target of the um, court filing isn't about harassment like even though like games journalists like sort of covered it that way yeah um, like it was frat boy coat like you go right. to court over frat it's boy completely it's actually completely not, incorrect yeah. for what the court case was about like if you read hmm. the court filing it's very much focused on um discrimination it's, it's, the specific discrimination, yeah. yeah, in terms of yeah, equal pay, dismissal a lot for about, being a, a woman, lot about equal pay, um, yeah. uh, 
and yeah, not not getting hired for being a woman and, and th- those things, which those are the things that have laws on and those are the Absolutely. things that the court case is about. I mean, yeah, the other stuff is linked to it and tied to it and part of it. But that's, well, the, the fact that that's where the media are spending most of their uh, time, I don't, I think is a disservice to... I agree. The laws that seem to have been broken with the evidence that's been not not only a disservice to the laws, but I think it's a disservice to the people that have been affected by this, like the the actual yeah, victims of this. Like they're they're sort of going through this whole thing thinking, like crap, like if this is like just put forward as systemic thing, and then this systemic thing is sort of proven to not be Falls systemic. Through. If it yeah. is actually just like a like a group within the company that are just so egotistical and, and sexist and horrible like human beings that just need to be turfed out and they probably have been at this point anyway. Yeah. But like if, if that is the case, then you need to treat those people as the scum that they are and not just like blanket cover them under the company. Because what what is gonna yeah. happen now is that if if Blizzard are found to be like a systemically bad thing and then they they get off with it for whatever reason because there is no like evidence of systemic sort of wrongdoing. If that happens and all these people just jump ship and go to new companies, like no one's ever mm-hmm. going to know. Like they're just going to fall under the radar and they're going to slip through the net and like everyone's yeah. off scot free and everyone's going to hate Blizzard even though they're not technically a they're not doing that problem anymore because the people that did it are gone. And it's just yeah. such a horrible sort of messy muddy thing. And I, and I get that and it sucks, but we just. My, my thing that I keep coming back to is like people need to stay focused. We need to focus on exactly on what the problem is with this thing yeah. and how to actually fix it properly. Because if we don't, then we're just going to, we're going to get into the weeds on this and people are going to get away with it, which is like the worst outcome possible. Yeah. We need to stay angry and we need to keep asking for answers and action. I agree. It's just that it has to be targeted to the crimes and the... Yeah. And that that, uh, that actually does bring things. into question there's another there was obviously another article by uh, Kotaku which came around this week um, which I wanted to sort of mention which is like a part of this whole Cosby Room thing which there was a photo yeah yeah, there was I mean this was mentioned in the lawsuit as well the whole Cosby Room and it was Mm -hmm. it was put in there because obviously from contemporary accounts of what we know about Bill Cosby and obviously like the rape allegations and stuff and what he was eventually convicted for Mm and like people like they're constantly using that within the lawsuit to sort of ginny up um basically emotion about it so they 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 can get a fair chance at the trial which is obviously like that's a viable tactic for the lawyers to do that but now like other outlets have started grabbing this and they've uh, pictures have started to surface of developers in the fabled um cosby room which is it was basically a hangout area like during e3 or like blizzcon or whatever like the whatever convention they were at like they were all hangout in this room called what they nicknamed the Cosby room. Nicknamed the Cosby room, which was a yeah, hotel room, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a and hotel room. Things, some of the things which I've read about, uh, yeah, you could put that in a court case and have that as evidence for sure. Right. Um, but the, I guess the important thing is the date that the picture was from, wasn't that 2013? This is the problem which I have. And this is, yeah. this is like we were just talking about this, like staying focused. And this is a prime example of Kotaku, like basically Jenny and up emotion on something, which is sort of, I wouldn't say unfair. Like I understand the criticism and stuff. Like there's, there's definitely other bad things happening here in this story, which are completely brushed over, which is insane to me as a developer, like just like looking at this sort of stuff. But like the focus is the fact that like, oh, they were celebrating Bill Cosby and they, they had this room and they called it the Bill Cosby suite and stuff. Like as if they'd known about- the, As if they were worshipping a- 
like a rapist or or a sex offender, obviously. And this is in 2013, before Bill Cosby was ever accused convicted anything like publicly and at least it wasn't right. public knowledge there was yeah. sprinkles of it and the, like the developers like there's a couple of the people in the picture that have actually come out and said we had no idea at the time like in the second yeah. that the allegations came out we stopped doing this like it's yeah it's an absolutely horrific thing to even try and compare to and it's yeah. sort of like that sort of disingenuous thing it's sort of we're taking the eye off the ball by focusing on the stupid stuff basically yeah when the the actual problem with this story and what isn't really focused on whatsoever is the fact that these developers were getting together to have backroom meetings like that yeah. is like there's some legal jeopardy like that's actually kind of that's legally the dubious and they never Unfo- mention it yeah at the end of the day it's it's just unfortunate it's an unfortunate coincidence that they called it the Cosby Room and that this is where these things happened yeah it wasn't presented like that in the Kotaku article it no. was. They never put the dates on when the picture. I think they put the date on when the picture was, but they didn't clear up the date line of when of when it was public knowledge about what uh, Bill Cosby did. So therefore, it was leaving the misconception for many readers. I would assume that they were glorifying him yeah. for being a sex offender. Right, and it's that's clickbait. It's just it's just yeah. pure clickbait. It's bad journalism. Like this is not how we should be doing this. Like there's there's other stories out there like that are viable and we should be focusing on that. And the fact that they were having backroom meetings and there's photo evidence of that and, and like there's yeah. there's stuff like that which no one's talking about. And it's like you can say that like be, that's the illegal that, stuff. That should be the headline. That's the headline. The illegal right. stuff should be the headline for sure. Like because that's what people should be yeah focusing on. Yeah. Again yeah, it's it's, it's it, not yeah, we got we talked about this before. Yeah, we're frustrated that the press are have got headlines which are, could uh, be the best for everyone involved. Yeah. So tackling the issues, tackling the the legal cases, and spreading the information about what is actually alleged to have happened and what's going to be in the court case. Those are the hot topics. Those are the things that and they're genuine. They're, yeah, like genuine we should be talking about those. They're the things that make a difference. Like like the what the name of the room was where the illegal things happen shouldn't be of any consequence yeah it especially when is... we're we're assigning contemporary accounts with like uh, in retroactive like you can't do that like this is disingenuous it's misinformation mm. we're not we shouldn't be doing this like we should be focusing on what has actually happened here which is yeah this room was used for backdoor meetings and people were getting promotions because they were hanging because out in this. And that's the discrimination yeah. case that directly links in with the court filing. Yeah. This is what we should be talking about. We shouldn't be talking about what the friggin' name of the room was called because they were probably like just huge fans of Bill Cosby at the time before he got any allegations against him. Like we shouldn't be talking about that. All you're doing is just trying to stick emotions to the wall because you want to, basically you're trying to piss yeah. people off. That's it. That's all you're trying to do. And, like, and it's so not... the picture as well they use, they want to, they want to give a, the, it's, you know again people are going to automatically feel anger towards those people that are in that in that right. picture and it's just it's it's and i don't want to use the word unfair because i'm not trying to defend these people at all i'm just saying that like we can we can focus on the right thing here and we mm. can really like pin them to the wall for the right things you know for the right reasons and not something that slant that they that they could that even if they're guilty if they could argue against slanderous elements then that's giving them if, if they are guilty, it's giving them ammunition to yeah. Like what? What is because this is in the court filing as well. This this Cosby room, which is like misspelled as well. Like good old lawyers, anyway. 
But like the Cosby room is mentioned in the court filing. And if any of these people come out and say, yeah, we didn't know about this. This is slander. This is defamation. We're going to sue you back. Like if that happens, yeah. then are we yeah. like, what, like what are we supposed to say here? You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It, it's kind of like you're sort of shooting yourself in the foot and we shouldn't be doing that. Like we should be pinning these people to the wall for what they did, which is absolutely heinous and like egregious as it is. Like we shouldn't mm. be giving them any free shots. Like if we can. So yeah. just, people do, we just need it's to stay due focused. diligence isn't it at yeah. the end of the day and they just the journalist journalistic intent and uh yeah it's just i don't know it's just it's, it's just it, not a good time at the minute it's rough man anyway but yeah we should uh, we should uh, move on anyway yes yeah enough of that enough of that bad news um yes bad stuff one thing i did want to mention um some good news anyway um with xbox xbox have had a very very good week and we have to give them credit where credit is due because they've been they've been sort of lagging behind and a lot of people were wondering like when this sort of stuff was going to catch up. And mm-hmm. now I think we're starting to see the fruits of the labor from Microsoft and what Phil Spencer has sort of been um, pushing towards for the past sort of few years. Um, we're starting to see drips of that come out, which is which is great. Uh, obviously, we mentioned before, Microsoft have just released um, Microsoft Flight Simulator for the Xbox Series X, which is on the consoles, which is running at very similar settings to sort of ultra settings on the PC. Looks wow. absolutely phenomenal. Like, the game looks amazing. Like, I played about, I think I played like 15 minutes of it. Like, I haven't played enough to sort of give any, like, feedback or criticism or any, like, sort of praise for it yet. But yeah, game looks initial, great. Initial thing is game looks great. Yeah, it looks that's cool that you downloaded it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, it's a huge game as well. It's like a hundred gigabytes or something. So, like, be forewarned. But it's it's on Game Pass. Like, people should check it yeah. out. It um, was bigger. They've reduced it. Yeah, <laughs> which reduced, even so that is even insane. Yeah. yeah, even that is insane. But um, yeah, other than uh, Flight Simulator, though, they also had a release uh, for a, a Microsoft exclusive, which is uh, Death's Door, which is a nice little indie game, which not many people heard about until it sort of. So yeah, started making headlines and Eurogamer gave it like an essential rating. Um, it's, it's getting nines and tens. Like people are really enjoying this game. So yeah, yeah, great news. I read about it when you put it up on the show right. notes. A lot of people don't know about it. <laughs> and then I went and I googled it and I started watching some gameplay. And yeah, it looks gorgeous. It looks great. Yeah. Um, it looks like uh, that rare thing that games have. Even like my favorite games where it doesn't it looks appealing like it looks like something you just want to dive into and play with and explore and that's difficult for any game but yeah so yeah it, yeah no i do it, it, it's it, getting good reviews and, and the color palette just looks sublime yeah i, 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 lo- I love got, like, yeah i love the um, sort of monochromatic with like the punches of color like i really like that sort of stuff anyway but it, it just looks really unique i i, I think like we need more games mm. like this where it sort of harkens back to the sort of old style of game but mixed in with contemporary games like and this is the good stuff about indie like it's it sort of inspires this sort of stuff so it's great it's it's apparently like a dungeon crawl like zelda like um soul yeah. like game um it's meant to be quite difficult but like really rewarding but a lot of people are saying really good things about this yeah it's got an interesting health system from what i've seen it's similar to uh similar to souls but not quite so right. it's a bit more user-friendly in that respect um and uh, as well, the, some of the mechanics look quite interesting. Like they're taking little bits and pieces of cool other indie games, but they're kind of got their own spin on it. So it, they've, they're not just, it's not just a generic game. It's like, it's its own thing. Like the way yeah. it deals with um, power-ups and uh, stamina and, and moves and health and things. Yeah, there's, some, there's a lot of elements. creative flourishes. Have you ever played um, Hyperlight Drifter? 
Uh, no, I've not played it. No, you should you should check that out. I think that'll be like if you're if you're into like sort of Death Store sort of style of game, then you should check out High Blade Drifter. It's it's a really okay. It's a really great sort of little indie game. It's a uh, pixel art based, but it's yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And okay, everyone should play. I still it. I still haven't played Hollow Knight. I still need to get around to playing that. It's another one, yeah. It's another great game. A lot a lot of great indie games anyway. But other than that, yes. I think um, what else has uh, Xbox done? Of course, um, Halo. Halo, Halo Infinite had a beta. The beta. Everyone is talking about this thing. Everyone yeah. likes it. Everyone, everyone's saying it's awesome. Everyone's having fun with it, which is yeah. great news. I, I, I don't know if that is sort of like their marketing strategy, the way that they've sort of navigated this and and give it mm. to the right people, as it were. Like, there's a lot of hardcore Halo players that have been given a, a like a beta key to actually try this stuff out. And yeah, but even even the journalists that have gotten it, they've they've been saying yeah, it's an absolute blast to play. So that's good news. I saw a tweet from one of the devs that was like they were reading some of the comments about the game and that it made him burst out into tears of joy. Awesome. I love that. Because of the feedback that some of the love that was from hardcore fans that were, were playing it. And yeah, that's that's a bit of good news at the moment. We need a bit of that. Yeah, I mean, doing a good job and getting praised and yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of talk around uh, Halo Infinite, and obviously, like it had a really bad reveal. It had a big, big bump. Like, yeah, yeah, and they fell on their face. They fell all the way over. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, it, they, they it's it's good. All it, the hate they got because it's in development when they were showing it. But yeah. I, I like I like the fact that they've sort of got back on their feet, and you know they've yes. they've sort of hit back and listen to feedback obviously and there was the reveal i think a lot of the reveal issues uh, came from the lighting engine if i'm being honest like looking at this from like an artist sort of point of view i think they just didn't have their light and rendering set up properly um for the the in-game stuff so everything looked really flat and didn't look great and then as soon as they updated that and they started showing screenshots it was just like all right this looks 10 times better now yeah so like outside of the way the game looks everyone's mostly talking about how it plays which is a really encouraging sign, like uh, which is what you want. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the second best thing. Like they've they fixed the the way that it looks, and now they're gonna fix the way it plays, which is good news. Like I'm I'm really excited about the game. I, I'm really looking forward to it coming out now, especially with all this mm-hmm. um, good praise. And like you said, if the developers are like watching this feedback and getting emotional about it, then it's it's good news for them guys as well. So I'm sure they're really excited yeah. about it. Yeah, because I mean, I can't imagine being a dev on that team, but like that's been know, hard. working on a dream project like that because it's going to be no one's going to be working on there that's kind of like yeah first person shooter yeah halo yeah. they'll <laughs> yeah, all be right. like yeah, yeah they've all got at least they'll, they'll at least be appreciative of how important halo is in the gaming space i agree um especially for in you know microsoft and and so the fact that there was a lot of hate and uh worry and upset from the the flat lighting mm. yeah they would have probably been foot in the mouth for the last few months and then now it seems like this is free sale labor is coming out yeah yeah this is like the the payoff really so yeah all they needed to have done to fix that was just delay the video (laughs) or just show some screenshots you know and then everyone would have been happy so i think a learning uh learning experience yeah i mean you always you always learn you always learn from the worst moments anyway so it's kind of you know, but I'm yes. just I'm I'm really glad that like people not only the developers have picked themselves up and actually got this thing out so people are enjoying it as much as they are, but also just the fact that gamers are actually receiving it better than it originally was. It's sort of 
like that's all forgotten news now like it's good to see that gamers are yeah. just on the hate train constantly for this thing which is which is I'm good glad. Like, i'm glad that yeah. they've given it a second chance and i'm glad that it's been received well so and at e3 the like the 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 cinematic that they had where it was it looked really great so yeah, yeah. coming on leaps and bounds and looking for, this made me really look forward to to the release of the game so yeah absolutely but the, the only other like piece of good sort of xbox news was not really because of anything that they did i think it's just because playstation had a pretty bad week around their sort of uh, conversation around expandable storage on the playstation 5 um yeah, so sort of, the sort of getting fed their own medicine like back in 20 God, going back to like 2013 or something when they were announcing the playstation 4 there's a lot of um like joking around about um how how difficult it is to share games on the xbox versus the playstation 4 because back then the xbox was a drm based so you had to like there's like a weird license and stuff to like borrow games or like there was no sort of trade-ins or something so there's a lot of like jest but now like the opposite is sort of happening because xbox expandable storage is a lot easier and a lot cheaper to do than it is on the uh, playstation 5 you have to take the console apart and, and sort of get this the right stick of uh, memory to fit in and uh, it has it has to be a certain speed and it has to be a certain price and like for one terabyte it costs like hundreds upon hundreds of pounds or like wow, almost like a, almost like a thousand dollars to expand to like a, a terabyte of storage a terabyte. which is oh. which is too much like it's it's yeah it's not really it, it's technology that is too early in a few years i think the prices are going to come down dramatically on all this sort of stuff so it will be a viable thing in the future and i think they're mm. just future proof and i don't think this is you're not meant to go out and buy storage for it today because that's it's yeah, just way it's too not expensive. games for right. you to fill a terabyte yet is there i suppose so there so xbox have had a good week for that because they're just now it's funny watching xbox's um sort of social media feed because they're just pushing look how easy it is to do like expandable storage like how cheap it yeah. is but we've got a sale on our expandable storage it's only 200 dollars right. for a terabyte and stuff like this so like the you know yeah, fair the, enough fair play you know yeah I, I can't i can't blame them but you know like hopefully hopefully like a, it's a bit see-through is it? it yeah it is it is very yeah. see-through but they've, they've got to take the shot especially of you know playstation have left themselves open in that respect but i mean there's still people like me you know still making the decision about what they're going to be buying and some people i don't know who but there will be a x amount of people where storage is a huge oh uh, yeah big time. thing i mean it definitely was for you know the, the playstation 3 era where it was like comparing you know comparing what storage how much money x console is going to be and yeah i remember that yeah but i, I just think we're in a different world now where most people are going to be streaming or getting digital copies of things or yeah that's just true i think a... yeah i think um the whole like debate about storage is probably going to come down and down and down especially when it comes mm. to like why have a like an, an rpg on your system when you can stream it because like having that little bit of latency actually doesn't make a difference really it, it just doesn't yeah. but having an fps on your console like native is is probably more important because you need yeah. you need it to be um as quick as snappy possible, yeah. and responsive yeah so it'll, it'll be an interesting conversation to see where we are in a few years' time on this issue. But right now, it, it just, like, yeah, Xbox has taken a lot of cheap shots, which sort of PlayStation have sort of let themselves open about. But, you know, you, but, you can't blame you know, for taking them. I'm, like, doing a video game compost, compost? podcast, and um, this all went over my head until you just told me. So their yeah. marketing didn't reach to me. Yeah. And I must be on all their algorithms, like, this guy plays games. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's not... 
got all the way around yet. Or maybe I'm just busy and I'm not doing my job very well. <laughs> it's almost like you just bought a house or something, Chris. I it's almost know. like I've been busy with doing right. something life changing, like buying a house. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I think the only other news which I've seen is um, the confirmation from a couple of outlets that um, Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed until the first quarter of next year, which is kind of gutted gutting but it's it is it is what it is i mean covid's happened they've they've got a lot of motion capture and voice acting to sort of probably still do and they can't really do that without being in studio and yeah especially if they're doing motion capture and like the full-on suits with the the mounted this yeah head mounted displays and stuff so it's very difficult to do that without so they're probably just lagging behind a little bit for that but my sort of opinion is let it cook um if it's it's gonna be a great game so i'm 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 happy for them to take some time and we've got plenty to play until it comes out anyway so it's all good yeah i'm always like uh, to me i always think of it as good news now whenever i get delays i'm like oh thank god they delayed it and didn't just release it yeah if it's a genuine delay and it's not like around like sort of marketing strategies or if it's to do like oh like this window is better than this window and all that sort of stuff like i I, it's transparent when that stuff happens and when it does it's annoying and it's horrible and no one likes it especially the developers um, yeah. but when it comes to a case like this where they genuinely need a little bit more time then more power to them let it cook i think it'll be great i can't wait for mm. it it's gonna be a great game yeah i'm looking forward to it as well but it gives me enough time to save up for a playstation so this is true this is very me but uh speaking of playstation sir we've heard that you've um been playing a playstation game recently I have, Eco. We've been doing this podcast nearly an hour now, and now we're only just starting talking about Eco. <laughs> it's all right. It's going to be a long one, I think. Um, we're probably going to go for another 20 minutes or half an hour or something. So if you are here, then yeah. you're here for the long um, the long, yeah. the long, ride, I guess it was. The long haul. Yeah, the long haul. Yeah, long ride. What am I talking about? <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, you know, it's, she doesn't complain. That's a, God, that was terrible. <laughs> She'd probably say that to me, actually. No, that's still terrible. No, I can't. I can't actually. Can't get out of this one. I'm screwed either way. No, that's still terrible. Wait, I'm just gonna stop talking. There we go. Chris, what have you been playing, sir? So I've been playing Eco. <laughs> yeah, and I've really enjoyed it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is this is not how I thought this conversation was going to start. Um... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I've been playing it over the last couple of weeks. Uh, my boy's been playing it with me for a little bit as well. Oh, okay. Um, he's just been telling me where to go and what to do and stuff. But um, yeah, we've been on the same same page with that, so that was good, but we talked about that last week. Yeah. I mean, big, big disclaimer here. Like, obviously, I'm not going to be very critical of this. Um, Eco, You're a super fan. Yeah. Eco is my favorite game of all time. It was the reason why right. I got into video games, like in terms of um, concept art and development and stuff like this was the game that sort of sparked something in me just like holy crap like what is this this is something completely different because this game came out in 2001 at the same time as what like Metal Gear Solid 2 was coming out I think there was um, I think Final Fantasy 10 just came out that year as well Uh, it just it hit an unfortunate window in like where a lot of people didn't play it because it hit it just got overshadowed by some bigger things it got overshadowed by bigger things it also came out I think it was in the same month as, um, obviously, September 11th, 2001, mm. which obviously not a lot of people were sort of looking for fun at that point um, for obvious reasons. Mm. So there was, yeah, it just it hit like a, a, a long series of unfortunate events where like it, it didn't shine as much as it probably should have. But yeah. over the years, it's sort of, 
it, it's come about that a lot of people that make the influential games that we're playing right now were actually huge yeah. fans of this game and it's, yes it and it sort of shows through but it's it's interesting it's that you played so it shows yeah it's what? it's interesting that you played it 20 years later and yes. you're still enjoying it oh man i really enjoyed it i i I think it was because it felt familiar. Um, and I think that's because of all the like the later games. Like for me, it was like Uncharted. It was just like a fantasy version of Uncharted. Mm. That's kind of like it, it. You can feel like the Uncharted series used Eco as an influence um, for sure. There are so many things about it which I enjoyed um, and it kept surprising me all the way through. And so those are those are. So yeah, it was a, the story was great <clears throat> in that it it had subtitles, but it didn't need to have subtitles. It was the action which was um, telling the story. So the gameplay was was telling you the story. Yeah. So that really helps with the immersion, and um, the mechanics just kept kept on coming and kept on evolving and are changing and emerging. The way that you presented the puzzles was really clever, really well thought out. Yeah. The actual design of the castle that you play in i was really amazed <clears throat> about how much more get how much game they kept fitting in like there's this level where you get to like these cogs like these water wheels and the, the cogs and you're like jumping on top of these cogs and i was just like i knew i was coming towards the end of the game or it was like at least over halfway point mm. and i was like geez i'm still getting mesmerized by all these different environments that they keep popping up with um it was after like a massive story beat, which I was shocked at as well. And with the, you know, limited animation that's happening, I was just shocked about how much of a connection I had with the, with the characters in the, in yeah. the game and with how little, like I could understand them as well. Yeah. So I mean, the, was... the good, the good, the great thing about the game is uh, like, they've got gameplay running on the uh, video right now. So people can sort of see it, but like the whole premise of the game is basically, you're just a boy that's been sort of, um, put into this castle as a sacrifice for a, like a local time town or something. You don't know any of this really. Like it doesn't really like matter that much. It's just, you're a boy and you're trying to, ex- you put, you're trying yeah. to escape like out of this castle. You put in a jar basically. and you escape out of a jar. Right. You find a glowing lady and the glowing lady can open doors. So yeah. she's like the key, but she's also vulnerable. And you've got to guide so, her around. You've got to hold a hand and call her, yeah. and she helps you like solve puzzles, and and you help her like get through certain areas and stuff. So it's basically just it's a game about communication, and and without being able to communicate, like they don't speak the same language. They don't speak the same language, yeah. And you don't speak their language either. Like I don't speak their language, right? Yeah. So it's just really that I think that's where like most of the main connection comes from is the fact that you yeah. sort of, you you understand Everyone, exactly. All three of us what, are in the same boat. Right. All three yeah. different languages, all trying to like understand each other, but we're all trying to help each other, sort of thing, and that yeah is 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 really cool. And there were frustrations with some of the, and I think that some of the frustrations were with the technology at the time, like some of the AI isn't great, without a doubt, yeah. Some of the um, when you've got to set fire to a bomb with a stick, sometimes like you you can press the joystick and you will instantly pivot, but if and let like but you've got to have the stick resting over the bomb at the right sweet spot. At the right angle, yeah. There is the actually, right like, the, this is another thing. Like, there's so many like, weird things that are hidden within this game that no one, like, you, you never get told. Like, there's actually a button that you can press to, like, hold this stick with the fire to the to the bomb to light it. 
sort of thing. What? But you don't know. But like you can just like line it up like you're talking about and, and do it. And that's how most people do it because they're just never told that there's actually an action what? button to do it. What's the button? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's circle oh. or something. But there, there is a way you can do it. But that's the thing. Like they never tell you like a lot of no. stuff in this game. They just sort that's of throw you likes. in the deep end and yeah. you figure they it don't, out. They don't tell you how to swing on a rope. And the first few ropes or chains even, the first few chains you get up, you can jump off with triangle. So triangle is to jump. Yeah. So you have the ability to practice swinging by just pr pressing the circle button. But they give you two tries of like, maybe they will, maybe they won't press the circle button to swing because you can get to the ledge from a chain either from right. swinging or jumping. And then there's a then there's a puzzle where you need to swing, and that is just that was just uh, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really clever game design. I thought that was yeah. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of things it does like sort of outside little of the touches. Box. And I think there's like, so many different yeah. I think I mentioned this last week, but like the developer itself, like the the director uh, from Ueda, he wasn't really like he'd never directed a game like he'd never even thought about game design he was an animator on another game but that was it and then he just pitched this idea to sony and they they took it on and gave him a budget so there's a lot you can tell there's a lot of stuff where it's just him trying to figure stuff out mm. and it's done in such an organic like genius way that you because if he was a game designer a lot of these things like there would be like a stupid tutorial at the start of the game and text boxes and and like there would be ui and things like this like oh like the idea the, of not the having girl. any ui the yeah. girl will be explaining stuff for you. In any other game, right. the game designers use her. would go, yeah. we need to get her to explain how things work in the game. Otherwise, how are people going to yeah, figure understand. it out? Yeah. I yeah. just like the balls of that. I love that. Like, I think it's, I think that's Wait. one of the strongest points of the game is the fact that yeah. you sort of just like tried to look at it from a common sense standpoint instead of like what you're supposed to do, you know? The, the, yeah. And to be able to guess what people are going to do on mass and enjoy the experience yeah. with no fallback or because uh, even modern games now they will do where they'll do systems in place where they'll give you a few chances to try and get it and then if not some player characters will start giving you hints after a certain time limit or after a certain threshold isn't isn't hit hit to sort of feel like you're organically being guided yeah <clears throat> that doesn't happen with this game and probably because of technical limitation as well sure but yeah. it seems like it was definitely a design choice as well like the girl doesn't help you uh in some things that just you have to figure out and then in some things some really obvious things she does sit there and point at a freaking thing and i'm like yeah i know that but that might not be <laughs> yeah. obvious to everyone else i don't know right so yeah and uh so it's yeah it's one we could talk about for a long 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 time one of the um easter eggs and also it was just like oh my god this is just uncharted i started climbing up a drain pipe from a big from when i'm in this big underwater bit okay and then the drain pipe fell off the wall right just like in uncharted yeah and i was like wow this drain pipe fell off the floor fell off the wall and i landed in the in the water that was just lifted straight onto uncharted yeah and, 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 also and it's been it's been in interviews as well like uh, neil Druckmann is like a fan of he said it like he's played it yeah so it's kind of like you know like i'm pretty sure he's mentioned like it's one of his favorite games and it's kind of like yeah you can you can totally see it and i'm sure uh, amy hennig as well like the um she was the writer or the lead designer or the producer also she was leadership on the original uncharted as well i think okay. similar sort of thing so there's a lot of 
it's just the influence of this game is just all over the industry and and very famously mm. like uh miyazaki the guy that makes uh souls games like the soul mm. series he wasn't even in the games industry and he played eco and that was the game that was just like holy crap i want to make video games this is amazing yeah yeah like i want to i want to have that feeling of like wandering around a castle like like i did in eco again yeah and he ended up making uh demon souls based on that and that's probably like eco is probably the sole reason why demon souls is based in a castle you know right like on the first level it was because that was the influence because it's like thing. the eco yeah so that's it's, great it's it's i mean the the genesis of this game is just it's all over the place and it has far-reaching roots doesn't it yeah yeah i mean it's like the game's design it is it feels like it really resonated me on a games designer level like it feels like it was designed for games designers to yeah, enjoy i agree it feels like it was a game for yeah it's a good bible to look at for games design just like in how it's like in terms of how it teaches the player how to play like just not having any crazy tutorials not having ui like this the stripped down minimalistic nature of the game is just such a good benchmark for how minimalist you can be about this certain stuff yeah like because people are constantly worrying about onboarding like what we call onboarding and and games development of like when you bring in a new player and you've got to explain all the systems Mm. like this game does it sort of perfectly in the way that like it's it's show don't tell sort of thing yeah it's i i love that aspect of it it showed it tell it uses cutscenes really cleverly it really sparingly they used right when you need them yeah but it doesn't give you it's not overdone doesn't feel um i don't feel like i'm being talked down to or belittled like in some games where it's like where do i need to go oh all right the camera's showing me where i need to go but that's because the level is set out in a way that it looks complicated and a bit clunky and a bit um difficult sometimes in eco there'll be corridors just stretched out for a long way and that's just part of the design aesthetic yeah that, and, um, I, that's one of the best things like the sense of space in eco is hmm. just it's kind of it's hard to explain but like you get the sense of a big room not from like oh it's a cool shot of the big room sort of thing which it does do now and then don't get me wrong but it makes you like if there's a set of steps like in the, in the start of the game that when you're when you first come across the girl um yoda hmm. when you like she's at the top of this tower and there's yeah. no like it's not like it's a cut scene where it's just him walking up the tower sort of thing no you have to climb the steps you have to walk up the tower so it feels like and yeah so when you get the up there like jesus yeah. this is a big room and the whole castle yeah. is like that because you you feel like the sense of scale of eco is just it's it's huge it's massive and yeah there's a lot more of that in like the sequels in shadow of the colossus but it's it's very much the sense of space in eco is it feels like an impressive castle considering that the textures are of its time and to Mm. modern standards are pretty garbage like it's you know it it's the feel of the space and actually walking around in in the space yeah it feels impressive it feels lush it feels grand feels it feels like there were people that lived there and they would yeah use all these machines and contraptions and stuff and it, it feels like it was populated and the fact that it's a very it's kind of um linear gameplay really <clears throat> there's like one tiny central yeah uh part where you branch off from but it's primarily a single player campaign where you come across puzzles and <clears throat> play through it but the, the fact that it still feels like a real world and the world building was really do- well done that um that's really impressive for, yeah i mean like after basic multiple, the after are. multiple playthroughs as well you actually find that the uh, different areas have got 
sort of functions to them, like as a castle almost. Like there's a cemetery, <coughs> there's like a sewer system, there's all this sort of stuff. Like the the gate system as well is just like obviously a yeah. massive part. Like it's sort of like a meta puzzle within the game, trying to figure yeah. out how to open the front gates. Um, like all of that, like all of it sort of makes sense in context. And like, you don't know it playing the game, but like you later, I actually like mapped out the entire castle as well. It, it wasn't just like, cause I know you go into like certain areas and there's a transition because of the loading screen, but it isn't yeah. just, it isn't levels almost like he's actually designed the entire castle. It's actually like, you can, like I found the 3d model of like the whole castle and you can literally just fly around and people have joined it together. And it's actually, it's an actual space, like completely flushed out sort of thing and it's just him going from one room to the next and he sort of planned out the game that way and you can you can see it and it's not wow. none of it is just like a lot of people think oh it's just a series of levels but it's actually not it's a coherent place so it's one of the great it, things about it and the weird thing as well is like you think when you first start and you play the first quarter of the game you think okay i know what it's going to look it's going to look like it's going to look like this but right. more yeah but no you go down into like the, the sewers and the pipe work and you go into like water wheels and cogs. There's like a windmill. Oh, the windmill is um, Oh, such a great, such a great moment. There's uh, and there's like caverns as well. You walk around these massive rocky catacomb cave type bits as well. Yeah. Um, and all within this island that's on a like a castle on like an island, and it's just like that's just impressive. Like the fact that doesn't look all same and it feels like you're going through an actual journey from place to place like you feel yeah. like you're progressing if like you get that endorphin rush from going into a new place yeah well i mean one of the great things games. one of the great things which you mentioned last week as well is like when you do get into a new area and you can sort of see like either an old area that yeah, you've already been from at, a different perspective you see yeah. like another area it's like oh i wonder what's over there like am i ever going to get to that point over there and you end up and you always do as well like it's never mm. it's never like a fake sort of background almost like whenever you see like another area like you eventually get to it at some point so, yeah like i love that aspect to it as well yeah and that that kind of brings me to the the camera because i kind of had a love-hate relationship with the camera because yeah. it's very it's one of the oldest things about it yeah so it's it's dated uh, but some of the camera work because they would where you walk the camera will change location so it would give you a different view mm. so in that the game's designer when they were designing it they can frame the image really well so they can give you a nice looking image and i did appreciate those because they were really well done so mm. sometimes you'd have great views of of the level sometimes when you're in a smaller corridor maybe this is why there's lots of vast open spaces yeah when you're in a smaller location yeah, that kind of, kind of got a bit annoying, a bit a bit janky. And where I was trying to walk wasn't where I was walking. So that felt a bit, uh, you know, it didn't feel like I was the character. Uh, I didn't feel like I was eco. Um, so, but towards the end of the game, it comes into its own. And it really, there's some bits which are just really silky smooth. So that's interesting. And it's such an old way of doing the camera now. Like we don't have that in many games now where wherever you're walking will determine what the camera view is. Because um, it's even, I would say it's better than Mario 64 in terms of the <laughs> camera work. Right, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a similar... You're thing, right, you're right. Yeah. There is a love-hate relationship and like the even the control layout. Just, this game is 20 years old now. Like, you know, you've yeah, got to get it. It's 20 years old. Which is sort of insane. Like, if you think I about forgive it. it. I forgive it totally right. because of its age, yeah. I mean, there's, of this what it is, brings. yeah, this is like the biggest sort of like the 
the biggest disservice to the games industry is Blue Point Games making a, a Demon Souls remake instead of an Eco remake. It's just like I, I will yeah. never, I will never forgive them, sort of thing. So like it, it needed it, I think. Another thing which blew me away. I know it sounds crazy. Again, this is probably because it's like for a games designer's game. Right. Was the box? The box blew me away because the box you can drag, and you can only drag it forwards or left and right. Yeah. And that's great. So like on have, a grid almost, right? On a grid. So you pull so it once when, and then it goes can, into a certain spot. And when you're on one side of the box, you can push it forward or you can push it back. So you can't press left and it won't drag it left. So some games after that, yeah, you can drag it left. Fine, yeah. fair enough. Um, but then the box goes into water mm. and you can swim with it in any direction. Yeah. And that just blew my mind. Like the fact that you've got those two different mechanics uh, the two different like locomotive, like when you're swimming and dragging the box, the box is going whichever way. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But you never you never bring the box back onto land. So once the box is in the water, that's it. Like the puzzle that you need to stand on the box. Or it's whatever. a it's a very elegant sort of solution to it. And they probably did try and figure that out, and they couldn't. So they were just like, screw it. Let's just keep it in the water if if, if we ever put it in the water. But it, it is yeah. interesting to think that okay, like the reason why it's on a grid, like on the ground, is so they can sort of control how you move it around or where you can put it, so they can really yeah. hone in. So there's only on a the... grid system of where it could right. possibly go, which yeah. is and one of those is on a on a switch, which makes totally like makes a lot of sense. And but then like when you do put it into water, it's like oh, wait a minute, so like they just create it's two transitioned. systems. Yeah, right. it's it doesn't there's make two any systems sense. now that's that's working seamlessly, and it just fits within the world. And that was just that blew me away. Like. If you think about the last uh, uh, Uncharted games, you can wheel around wheelie bins and they can go around anywhere. That's where it came from, right? Yep. And that's pretty cool. And you can like put it up to a drain pipe and then climb up the drain pipe. But it it doesn't have a system where the the wheelie bin then goes into water and then you stand on the wheelie bin. Like yeah, it's doing some pretty heavy. It's doing then. some stuff where we're not doing in in AAA games now. Yeah, um, which. When you think about like this isn't happening in modern games. Yeah, how do they that's, miss these lessons? That's, like sometimes it's it's yeah. kind of nuts that they do. But yeah. I so what like I, I do have that question actually. What what Easter egg did you find? That was the uh, the pole. Like I climbed up. Well, I thought. Okay, so like egg, the um like, right. I climbed up the pole and the it was a red herring. So I wasn't supposed to go up the pole. It yeah. was a red herring. So I climbed up the the pole and the pole broke and I just fell into the water because I, I shouldn't have gone there. That was that was not where I was supposed to go. Yeah. And I thought that was really clever and a great little touch. They didn't need to put that pipe in there. It didn't it wouldn't have changed the game. Yeah. People might have missed the, the pipe. Like they might have just figured out that they need to not go anywhere near that bit, which you didn't need to go. <laughs> and yeah. So is that was that an Easter egg? No, you weren't thinking of that being an Easter egg. I guess or... so. I mean, like the only because there is a secret in the game. There's um there's a secret sword that you can find, um, which a lot of people don't know about. But there's, it's kind of like to be blunt about it. There's uh there's a lightsaber in the game that you can find. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's not like an actual lightsaber from Star Wars or anything, but it's it's very much similar. But like it's just a normal. Like, it's got a tiny little like length on it, and it's like one hit kills for everything pretty much. Oh, nice! But if you're holding uh, Yoda's hand, then it like extends out by like five or something, so it's massive. So he can just like chop stuff up like it's. Is like, that a business. bit of a? Is that an innuendo for something? I don't. I don't know. There's got to be something in there, right? But it's yeah. It's it's hilarious. It, 
either way but that's like the only easter egg that i really know about in eco i guess like that's the that's oh, okay the one. but and there's a really is where is it it's a really convoluted way of getting it you have to um there's it's basically a grove with a bunch of trees in it at some point that you just go through to get to another puzzle area and you can completely bypass all of this but if you hit like one of the trees it drops like a boulder out of it and you've got to pick up the boulder and put this boulder inside of another place and then it activates it and then like you get a sword. Like it's a really convoluted, like you wouldn't right. find it just by wandering just by around. Just wandering around play, trying to play the game. Yeah, you would have to know about it. So it's, yeah. I think it's more of like a developer Easter egg that they put in so they can make it easier for themselves when the game finally did come out. <laughs> but like obviously <laughs> like the, these things don't stay secret forever and like it was found yeah. pretty quickly. But it's, yeah, it's in there. Right. But go check it out. Like um, Eco Lightsaber, it's, it's in there sort of breaks okay. the game but it's yeah it's a fun little thing that i mean i did like the enemies we've talked about the enemies before but yeah. again the enemy animations the enemy ai what they were doing because you know there's no textures they're just like black right they're, like they're basically like shadow monsters almost. shadow monsters yeah. and fair enough you know with the technology if i was making a game i'd want to do a shadow monster because you don't have to think about textures or modeling or yeah, I mean, this Mapping game was, it. yeah, it was like a, what would be considered a launch title for the uh, the PlayStation 2. So it's, right. we're talking really early stuff here. So, yeah. But they're creepy. Like, they creep me out. Yeah. They've got that uncanny humanoid thing going on. They move in a really scary, creepy way. And they are a real nuisance. And when they are nearly going to, they drag away the lady and they take her into a portal, like, I feel you want you know i don't want it to be game over because uh, then everyone turns into stone after a certain amount of time she goes into the hole like you've got to pull her out of the hole the amount of times i pulled that lady out of a hole jeez <laughs> that's an innuendo but but um i really enjoyed that mechanic like because it if it didn't have those enemies in there and it didn't break up the puzzles right. it would have been a much boring more boring game and it kept it kept uh that tension all the way through like, i agree at what point because you know it's going to be triggered by like pulling a lever or opening a door or completing an element of a puzzle and you need to then rush back to the lady to to defend her mm. and so where she is and isn't became a real thing that you think about like as tactics so there's like the macro and again it's a gr like another great example of like a games designer's thing is that the woman can go wherever you can go within reason you she can't climb up uh she can't climb up chains. Right. So where she literally is, every single footprint that she makes will determine how quickly you can get back to her. To defend her. Uh, if to they, defend they her. Try and get her. Yeah. So, so you've got like the overall tactics of where do I place her and the minute to minute action of the actual combat of the, yeah. of the fighting. And all that mixed in with the elements of the puzzles was just done in such a really well thought out, really well balanced way to have a really overall complete experience really um like i if i was doing I, at no point did i think oh they should never have had enemies there mm. and whenever i was shocked at when they did have enemies i always enjoyed that shock like oh no here come the enemies oh, yeah. no. i mean the and good th I, the good thing about them is like they they introduced some of them that i've got 
like flight abilities and they can like pick her up and like take her away somewhere else and when that happens it's kind of like oh crap like how the hell am i going to go over there and then yeah just like after you finally do get the okay climb down these ladders okay (laughs) jump off this get down there like oh crap we're going to one's fight and then you finally get over to her or you like just her hand just her hand is like hanging out of the thing then you have to drag her out and then you have to carry on like it's such a great sort of um set of like tools that they use to sort of like you said like they keep tension all the way through the game using that which is which is great because it's like it's combining a timer there's like a time limit Mm. but there's random because when she when she when she gets caught there's a time limit but it's depending on where she is from whichever portal they get flown to yeah there's skill elements because you've got to like evade the enemies they can still knock you over and when you get knocked over there's a time limit before you can get back up again yeah so it is an element of time it's an element of skill but it's combining those together and balanced in such a way that she goes into the she, you know you, that mechanic is used time and time again and every time it's used it you feel the urgency yeah it doesn't feel um uh it doesn't feel overdone it doesn't feel yeah, I mean the only time the only time it ever gets frustrating at any point is if you ever try and get the platinum on Eco. And like people that have gotten the platinum on Eco will know. But there's a there's an achievement um, that you can get or a trophy, which is the right. platinum trophy of um it's Never called, getting um, in the hole. No, uh there's it's called uh Castle Tour Guide. Yeah, that was it. And you've basically gotta finish the game in two hours. Oh. Which sounds insane. It's because it is, and you've got to run through the whole thing. And when she's like doing something that she's not meant to be doing, or she gets caught by someone flying around, like it can pretty much ruin a run when you're trying to like finish the game in under two hours. So it's kind of, yeah, it's that's the only time that ever gets frustrating when she's she like does something silly and she gets caught by one of the things and she's flying away like no we need to get to the next area (laughs) right yeah Yeah. and you can literally see the platinum trophy fly away and that's yeah (laughs) that's that's the worst thing about it but yeah it's 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 only under that circumstance but if you're just playing it like as a as a normal sort of circumstance then yeah Yeah. you never you never hit that sort of frustration with it so i've got a question for you you might not you might not have come across this and maybe you have maybe you haven't when you open, okay, but spoilers ahead, story-wise. Sure. When you open the doors and then you walk out and then the do- the, you go across the drawbridge and the drawbridge is in two parts and it combines as part of opening the door process. Yep. Then when you're like halfway across the bridge, the two, the two drawbridges of stone sort of start to start separate. Start to separate, yep. Did you stay on your side? Oh, did you try and jump? Have you? Or did you jump across straight away? I always jumped across, I guess. Like, I've never never tried. What did you do? So I thought... <coughs> Excuse me. I just... I assumed that... Um, I assumed that you'd had to uh, go across your side and figure out a way to get back to her to, like, rescue her. Right, okay. So I kept going, and the game kept playing, and the drawbridge kept going all the way up to the, the end... And is a bit where you can't climb on. Okay. So there's like, a, it, basically the ledge is too high. You can't jump up. Right. So it just like goes under him and then he falls off. <laughs> so then I was like, so, th- but then like the, 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 the piece of rock, there's like a bit that dips down and I climbed on that because you can like jump, go onto ledges, which again is really cool. Led- again, ledges. That's just like, that's just in um, uh, Uncharted, like the whole climbing up ledges thing. Yeah. The whole anyway. thing is lifted straight from Uncharted. Um, 
What was I saying? Uh, yes, the other way and around, I thought sorry. I could. I thought that the drawbridge would go under, and I would go into the mechanics of the drawbridge, and I would come down. But no, and it, and the game played all the way up until the drawbridge completely went all the way to the end. So there was that whole time of me trying to figure this stuff out and trying to climb up and trying different things while the drawbridge was closing. And it yeah. wasn't until I fell into the water that it did the game over thing. And I thought that I just that touch was just great because the yeah, cam the camera was on me all the time, and it, so. It, that was designed in to happen. Like they could have gone, no, you didn't jump across the bridge. You didn't save us. So. Yeah. Game over. Game sort over. of thing. go back to yeah. the uh, start of the cutscene, but they let it happen in gameplay rather than, yeah, which is great. I love that stuff. So I could explore my lack of options, but I still did. And you know, the fact that that was left in, I just thought it was a great little yeah. flourish so that you can do that. And then the next time I did it and I, yeah, I, um, yeah, I jumped across. Yeah. One thing which I was a bit miffed at. Okay. Again, spoilers. When she turns to stone, she's reaching down to try and grab your hand. Mm. And then she turns to stone. So she's kneeling on a flat surface and then she's leaning out down below that flat surface. But then when you rescue her, she's just like knelt there. <laughs> but yeah. she should be awkward. Like there should be an awkward hand that's trying to go through the floor. Yeah. That's right. That. Yeah. So I was a bit of a, I was a bit annoyed about that. <laughs> the end boss as well. That was really clever. Yeah. Like just trying to hide behind the pillars and stuff like that. The like mechanics of the end boss. Takes you a while to figure it out. But once you do, you're like, oh, wait, okay. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. And the fact that you got, I mean, yeah, bosses exist in games and different mechanics and stuff, but like using what you've learned in the game and then having that end boss battle. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of reproducing um, things that you've learned, like all the lessons, which is which is great. Yeah. Like that's that's exactly what you want to try and get when you, especially when you're designing the game. So yeah, and then like the last quarter of the game, you get the freaking electric sword, and that's just freaking awesome. Yeah, it just it just blows everything out of the water. But you earn it at that point. You know, you feel yeah. like you've like if you had that at the start I of the game, you'd ruin yeah. it, sort of thing. But yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. The fact you start with a stick is great. And then by the As end, well. you've got this lightning sword thing. And yeah. like halfway through, you get a sword and then it's a mace. And then it's just it, like the evolution of like the the things that you get and what you can do with them are just, are just great. Mm. But yeah, I love the game. I think it's I think it's like a masterclass in um, games design. And, and it's it's a shame that more people haven't played it. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the, uh, the horrific um, cover art, which was on the North American... A version yeah. of the game. Um, Diabolical. It's it, it's impressively bad, impressively yeah. bad. I give them that. But yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of impressive, like how terrible it is. But yeah. And so, what's with the horns? The horns. The horns has a yeah. lot to do with the story, and a lot of that because the boy's back. got horns. Yeah. And I, I sh I'm assuming it's because so it's he's got horns that he's, he's thrown into the prison. That's exactly right. So in the uh, in the book, anyway, like it's never explained in the game. I'm rightfully so. Like I, I don't think it really needs it in the game. So it's not really mm. like it just adds like this mystery of like why he was sacrificed with the horns. And like every the the story is like just there's a village just outside of the uh, like sort of the castle uh, sort of region where it is. And the village itself, like they have a tradition, like every hundred years, a child is born with horns. And when they are, they have to be sacrificed in the castle because if they're not, then the castle will get angry and then it'll kill everyone basically in the, in the region. So this right. is how they sort of appease its appetite 
sort of thing. It's kind of, it's kind of, it goes back to like the whole King Kong thing and and yeah. like like feeding a princess to the to the the dragon and stuff like that. It, it's it's mm. very similar to that sort of stuff. So like he's born with these horns and he's he can jump twice as far, high as any kid and like he's twice as strong and the, the book's really interesting. Like if you're really interested in the in the game and the story, then it's it's a good little companion piece to it. Um, mm. wasn't really done in conjunction with the designers I don't think it was just it was done by someone else but it was given the blessing by the designers and they give them their notes and stuff but it, right. it, it fits like it it does make sense but yeah that's basically the story behind the horn so um, mm. yeah okay but there's like there's uh, really there's really early tech demos where it's it's actually the girl that's got the horns and he's just a normal kid and because huh. um, originally the game was meant to be on the PlayStation One, but it got delayed, and then it got pushed onto the PlayStation Two. So a lot of this technology was already done on the PlayStation One, which is even more right. crazy if you think about it. But yeah, wow. yeah, it, it could have been a PlayStation One game. So in this footage, you can find it online. Like people, are, people are interested in that sort of thing. But yeah, but the swimming is like I remember like Tomb Raider. If I think about Tomb Raider <laughs> swimming, and then think about Eco swimming, it's different. Definitely, Eco's better. Yeah, like it's we went eco is probably like one of the best games with swimming in it i would say like just yeah. the way that you can control them and move them around it's just it's sort of insane that we didn't keep doing that in games like it's just a lesson that everyone missed it was just like yeah we're not going to do that it's like are you insane yeah. but the fact that yeah and usually it'd be like oh game successful all right we'll add swimming as right. like an afterthought like horizon zero dawn and horizon forbidden west like the big thing that they're showcasing is the swimming i mean yeah that looks amazing yeah it does look incredible to be it fair. looks Yep. mental but like that's the trope of like oh the video game's done well we can add swimming now <laughs> same <laughs> yeah. thing happened with assassin's creed you know right um, that's fair. but eco got it straight out of the straight out of the bat as like part of the core mechanics yeah which is introduced uh, like midway through the game like you could argue like there's one bit where you can swim but that's not it doesn't mean you can it's not integral to the the game yeah, because right. it, it again it does that thing where it goes here's a pool guess what you can land in it you get the option to land in it it doesn't help you play the game at all yeah but because you try it and play it like a little sandpit by the time that it is part of a puzzle and you need to swim to get to the next place you've already had that experience in like a safe environment where you didn't need to go in the swimming pool yeah i agree i thought that was again just all those little flourishes yeah, I mean, it's just such a fantastic game. Like, I, I, I can't recommend it enough to people. I mean, it's it's hard to recommend. Like, if you're one of those people that get bothered by old dated graphics sort of thing, like, I mean, we were showing footage of it before. Like, if you're if you're bothered by that, then I get it. And I would recommend off the bat of that um, to try uh, The Last Guardian because The Last Guardian is very, very close and similar to what Eco is. And right. it's it's really interesting because I like, Eco is my favorite game and I played it so many times. Like the some of the puzzles that were in uh, the Last Guardian, I just instinctively knew how to solve right. some of them because right, right, right. I was just so I'm so like embedded in this sort of like mindset of like how Ueda makes games and stuff. So like mm. when when like certain things were happening in the Last Guardian, it was like oh okay, I figured out it's gonna do this. And then you watch mm. other people online, are like how the hell? Like where is this thing? And they think this stuff is ingenious. It's like yeah, he did this stuff in Eco years ago, and right. like nobody noticed. But it's so sort of, it's this weird thing now that he's getting a bit more attention because of things like Shadow of the Colossus that you know the, this sort of stuff is a bit more popularized, which is which is great. Like the guy is 
an amazing designer. I, I can't wait to see what he does next, whatever he is working on next. Just hopefully it isn't some crazy little mobile game because that'd be the saddest thing in human history. But yeah, we'll see. It's it's really inspiring game. Like I got so inspired playing it. Uh, just I, half of it was like, man, I could probably figure out how to code this. Man, I could probably figure out how to do that. Like twenty years ago, that was yeah, they were pushing, they were pushing it. Yeah. But now you've got like great games design which is like timeless and universal because when I'm, I'm coming at it from a modern day thing appreciating all the heck out of it yeah and thinking man i could put so much i could just whack some cool textures on x y and z and make you know lift this that puzzle change this that or the other um and just thinking man how can i make my own eco game <laughs> you don't but that's the point <laughs> yeah but i thought i thought i would be bothered by it i, d- I was going in with underwhelming expectations maybe that's part of it yeah i was expecting because i played um because again this year i played uh um uncharted one and i thought i knew i thought oh this is a bit clunky a bit so yeah i'm not quite sure where i need to go mm. the screen the buttons just appear like this big on the screen like press x now and it's like that big on the screen and all sorts of dated stuff whereas eco looks dated but it just doesn't feel dated right it's it's a weird it's a very cool game to play i guess like uh, this this is why yes. i'm really sad that it's not going to get a remake from blue point is purely because like the gameplay is fine like it's absolutely fine like it, it, they just need to update like a couple of things like maybe a little bit of a better camera and yeah. just the graphics and i think people would really appreciate like what sort of game this is because it's it's really hidden away and and like i mentioned yeah. like the only other sort of you know um point they can go from there is like a recommended eco to people like uh, not eco sorry uh, the last guardian the last guardian because it's it's a very similar thing it's about a boy in a castle or in an area trying to escape and he's got a companion that he can't talk to and they've got to build this relationship and all that sort of stuff and it, it's it's very similar in that respect so that's the next best sort of thing and you know last guardian got 10 out of 10s all over the place like people really enjoyed it but again just flew right under the radar for a lot of people like a lot of people just did not play it for mm. reasons around marketing or just like bad timing and stuff like that it's just Ueda's always yeah. had sort of like bad um, luck when it comes to that sort of stuff to releasing games yeah I think so but release windows and stuff yeah because we've got some gameplay on it here now and it looks like it's yeah, very ego-ish. it looks it looks like a spiritual well not spiritual it looks like a yeah it looks like eco but that's just been modernized yeah so um, yeah yeah, it's um, it's an amazing game. Like The Last Guardian was my game of the year when it came out in 2016. I think it's still still great. I'm I'm really hoping that uh, PlayStation release a, a 60 FPS version for it because I think it deserves um deserves uh, a bit more attention, especially from the PlayStation gamers that are sort of uh, asking for more 60 FPS stuff. And I think that'll be a, a fantastic candidate for that. But yeah, who knows? But yeah, then I mean the next. Next thing, I guess, for you, like, are you are you interested in playing The Last Guardian or, like, are you, are you more yeah. interested in The Shadow Colossus or is there anything? Uh, well, I wanted, well, I thought, well, half of me is like, oh, I can't really spend any money, so what am I going to, what right. can I find that's on PlayStation now? Because that's only, what, eight, nine pound a month. Is The Last um, Guardian on, on PlayStation now? I don't think so, but... I found that the Shadow of Colossus HD is. Mm, um, you're right. And so I was going to play that, but now you're saying play the remake. And I'm like, no. 
Yeah, I mean, because them game, like the remake is so similar. It's going to be worth it. It'll be worth it, I think. Yeah. It'll be kind of hard to recommend. So I might do that. Or I might just, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to wait, make my way through the series. Yeah, um, no, for cool. sure. I want to play Shadow of the Colossus and I want to play The Last Guardian. Cool. For sure. But what is Nico about? Nico is, uh, I can actually show you this. So um, after Eco came out, because Eco, like in Japanese, like the word for one is Ichi, and like they sort of like shorten that down to E sometimes. So like Eco means like the one almost, right. pretty much. Uh, then Nico came around, which is actually a tech demo for what would become the Shadow of the Colossus. But a lot of people don't know, but uh, Ni in Japanese is two. So it's Nisan Yon. So it's because you've got two knees. Yeah, right, exactly. So you can walk around with those things, which is great. <laughs> no, but like Nico is basically the Shadow of the Colossus, like what it was originally meant to be. And this um, this sort of uh, DVD came around at, like an E3 conference or it came with something. I can't, I can't actually remember what it was. But it's only, is it playable then? No, it's just, a, it's just a DVD sort of trailer to show off the game. And you, you can find the video on YouTube. It's around. But yeah. it had a very different sort of scope and scale of what originally, like what you would have thought it was going to be. Like it completely changed over time. And what became the, sh- the Shadow of the Colossus was completely different. But okay. Yeah. That's why, that's like, true. that's sort of the sort of genesis between, uh, behind the sort of names. So, like, all the code names for the games is uh, Eco, Nico, and then it's um, Trico or Trico, which is obviously Tri for three. Mm-hmm. And Toriko, which, um, what would have been Trico, I guess, in Japanese, but Toriko is the name of the creature in The Last Guardian. Like, so they like sort of give the code name for the project to the creature almost like that's how he gained his name Toriko. like a lot of people don't like know that but yeah it's 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 a nice little sort of remnant of the yeah game making process so yeah that's why Nico oh. came out that's cool I like that yeah. yeah and I'll definitely be I'll definitely be playing all of it as if if the similar if you all it would need me to get to play it is like the similar sort of puzzle elements and a, and a similar feeling story in that it's yeah i mean shadow of the colossus time. is the one that's the most different i guess and that's a good thing for some people but it's not mm. for me i guess like i like the eco and the last guardian sort of um vibe to the games better like the whole idea of like the 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 feeling of space around you and things like that but shadow of the colossus is basically a, a boss crawler there's no other enemies in the game you're just fighting these bosses Right. And the bosses themselves are the puzzles. Like you don't just fight them like with skill or anything. You have to figure out how the hell to even like climb up them to actually kill them and, and actually get around to them. There's a really cool story behind it and stuff. And it's it's oh. it's just it's an amazing game, but it's just a very different vibe to um, what is in the Last Guardian, Nico. But it, it depends okay. on the flavor and stuff. So yeah. Well, I was thinking of just doing it chronologically just because. Um, mm. So okay. Well, some, I'll see. The spoilers there, but I'm not going to say anything. Okay. But yeah, but the end cutscene. It wasn't again. That could have been a cutscene. Oh, you mean the post-credit ending. stuff on on post-credit, awesome. post-credit, so good level. Yeah, man, genius. I was, I, I was just like, and they could have they could have done that in a cutscene as well. Yeah. The fact that they made it playable is just like yeah. such a. This is. I was so shocked. Yeah. I was like, wow. This is like twenty year game, and I'm being surprised, yeah. like right at the end. Why don't we see more of that? You know, like it, it's, and I constantly like think whenever I think about Eco, I replay it. It's just constantly like, why don't we see more of this? Why isn't this happening still? Like, yeah. Why, 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 why? Because all of this stuff is good. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's all good. Awesome 
and it's all rare. It's just bizarre. Yeah. It, yeah. But maybe, again, it's like, well, yeah, is it dated? Is it like a dated universe? Like the mystery side of things? Like, no. Because there's not, well, there's a book about it, but like with like RPGs and stuff, there'll be like a huge chunk of lore that you can whack into yeah, the game. That's, that's but because fun. of the minimalist stripped down aesthetic, you've just got to kind of fill in the gaps with like what the shadow monsters are, who the hmm. bad boss lady is, like all that sort of stuff but again i like i quite like that yeah and because it's like a weekender game and like it's only like 10 hours i think i did it in like six and a half hours yeah um so it's a really short game but i really enjoyed that um but because of that you can't fit in a shed load of lure so maybe that's something to do with why similar games aren't done i don't know yeah that's fair yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing, but it's just certain elements that it, it just it it's crazy to me that certain certain elements haven't made it into the the modern game because mm. we're sort of, like there's been there's been a lot of complaining about this over the last sort of decade of how we've lost this the mystery of video games like the whole like okay like you boot up a new game and you're just sort of thrown in the deep end and like the the fun of it is trying to figure it out without any sort of handholding or anything like that like yeah. show don't tell mechanics of like tutorials where we're not actually presented any information with text we're just like we're just throwing like you figure it out you're figure it out through play you're yeah. a gamer you can figure it out and and you can like nine times out of ten to be fair and mm. we've sort of lost a lot of that and i think eco is like the epitome of that sort of idea of like just there's no tutorial in that game no that you can see it there is but it's like non-perceivable like you don't really understand that it is a it's tutorial. designed into the fabric of the walls and right the layout and where the camera is and and you're yeah, just you're just playing the... the game and you're figuring stuff out like oh, okay the switch does that okay i have to push this to oh, okay that opens that and, and and you're just figuring stuff out and you feel like a genius every time as well yeah because like it's not telling you hey push this switch to open door you're like oh thanks dad and pushing it like yeah no isn't it interesting though as well like they, I don't, I can't think. Is there a time where you need to press a button more than once? I think every button only needs to be pressed once. I think. That's a good point, actually. Probably. I think you're right. Um, but other games, like the amount of puzzle games where they've got switches and levers, the amount of like repetitiveness they put in. That's like, fine. You have yeah. to go down to get a something and then go back up to get another thing. I don't think in Eco that. Where it didn't it definitely didn't feel like it. it never felt like i was going oh i've got to go back down and get the thing to put in the other thing it was always one one switch pull would do this that or the other right so again that was quite rare you never get that yeah it's just it's such a great game like i yeah people need to go and play it uh, it's, it's everyone go play that game yeah has been talking about it for 10 years since since uni days and i've only just got around to playing it so in 10 years we should get uh, the rest of the population it, to play it. Give it a go. But yeah, it's taken me a while. This is why we need a remake, man. Like it's 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 yeah. annoying because this there's this amazing game that could be discovered by people and people aren't gonna discover it now because it is so old. It is twenty years old at this point. And yeah. there's a lot of people that because this game just spoke to me when I was a kid, like when I was Well, this is it. Harrison, who's five, my son, he right. was playing it with me and he was he was going through the emotional side of things just by watching it. Right. And at five, that's crazy. Like asking all those right questions about story and where to go about how to progress so he he had the mission in his head already he had the i know that these people need to get somewhere mm. and i know that where they're not is not right because of what's going on around them yeah so he had that already 
Um, so it's kind of like that if people play that now that aren't into games, that could definitely get people into. Games yeah, I mean, this it's normally this is this is the game that I always tell people like don't play video games to sort of try out because it's not. Yeah. Like it sort of strips everything away, and it's very basic in that respect. Like, like I've never, like if someone came up to me and said I've never played an action adventure game, which would would I play? Obviously, I'm biased, but I would tell them to play Eco because it is such a stripped down version of everything. Like it's not crazy and complicated and bombastic. It's not, it's not trying to do too much. It's not trying to be too complicated. Like the story isn't crazy to follow. Like this, yeah. It's it's just very, it, I don't know. It's just a very tight experience, and and I I can't recommend it enough to people. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I would say that it's a great jumping in point and it's a great game that showcases what's great about games, really. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that the textures are a bit dated now. Yeah, there is that, unfortunately. But yeah, it is what it is, I guess. What changes would you make, if any, if you could change it? Uh, camera, I think, is the, the main one. Um, just, but how would you change the camera? Would you this, do, is like... the, this is the thing. Like You can you can point certain things out, but it's like, how would you solve it yourself? I'm not too yeah. sure. Uh, like There's obviously other things, like uh, Yoda's um, like AI and stuff, how she moves. Like, I, wish she, oh, yeah. I wish she could do like a little bit more to contribute, you know, because it's, it's sort of unfortunate that she... Like, you are sort of dragging around like she has a sack of rice sometimes, which isn't like the best thing in the world obviously like in today's modern era anyway like you probably wouldn't be able to get away with that without any no. backlash which is understandable like to be fair like i'm not like, criticism uh, is obviously can't be too retroactive in that respect like you need to yeah. look at it in its context of its day and it is very much about like saving the girl like she does have her own abilities that helps you to get out as well she's not completely yeah. defenseless it's just i wish she could do a little bit more maybe if she could like when you called her when there was enemies like she would run to you and stuff like this instead of just like standing there like i don't know what like, to do I, I don't she know. sort of freezes up which you know might might be realistic as well she might be freezing up because she's freaking out or like yeah. she's scared or whatever which makes sense but yeah i guess she, just small things yeah. like that what her palette of things that she can actually do is again i was surprised about how much she could do yeah. Like not just open doors, making it sound like all she is 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 a resistance to get to the next area. But she can climb up boxes, she can stand on switches, yeah. Uh she can climb up ladders, um, she can create uh um uh like blocks that you can walk on at certain part points in the right. level. Yeah, she's not completely defenseless, I guess. Like, she does help out. It's just... Yeah. I wish, there was, I wish there was just, like, something... Like, another ability which she had other than opening doors sort of thing. I wish you could, like, control her. Because you see, you actually... Like, these problems which I'm talking about right now are actually solved a lot in uh, The Last Guardian because, like, the creature right. does a lot more and he helps you out a lot more. And if it's a he or a she, anyway, Toddico, like, it's never actually explained if it's a he or a she. I just assume it's a he. It's probably bad on my part, but... Like the creature itself can actually help you out a hell of a lot more. And I think that comes from the criticism or the frustrations which players might have had with Eco for like the, the companion not being able to do as much. She's kind of defenseless in that respect. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess like a lot of the problems which I have, like any problems which I do have with Eco are probably solved in The Last Guardian in, in a weird Guardian. way. So, it's so kind if, of, yeah. If Eco didn't exist, would The Last Guardian be your favorite game then? And is. Is the reason why the Last Guardian isn't is because Eco exists and you have to put the first one. I don't know. That's that's a difficult thing because they're so connected in that respect. You know, like would the Last Guardian exist without Eco? Probably not because a lot of lessons which the the designer probably tried to figure out 
and probably learn from Eco. So it's kind of like, could you interchange them? You can in a lot of respects, but yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I probably I probably still enjoy the Last Guardian, but yeah, maybe not half as much, I guess. Maybe. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm glad I did it that way around now. I'm glad I just didn't go because I nearly did just go straight in with um, Last Guardian. Yeah. Last Guardian, because I thought I'd just play the best one. But I'm glad I played that first. I think. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think that's a, a good. It's a wise move because eco is so stripped down, like it is so um, minimalist that the extra, like the layers that the, the Shadow of the Colossus and the Last Guardian get, are just added features rather than like you're not removing anything. Like if you played the Last Guardian first and then you went to eco, you're like, oh, why didn't she do anything like the creature did? Or why doesn't right. why doesn't the camera act in the same way as like it did in the Last Guardian? Like you'd probably get a bit frustrated by it, I guess. Yeah. Like I've never really thought about that, but that might be a might be an issue which is again this is why we need a remake why like it's annoying yeah it's really it's it's unfortunate but you know and they could they could because it's so so, yeah yeah they could make that look all they need to do is make it look great play with a few tiny little bits and pieces and it's like yeah Yeah. because blue point games what they did with the uh, shadow of colossus remake is just it's unprecedented just like how well they did it it's like that is the gold standard for what a remake of is. a remake and that's right. not that's not just for me being an eco like ueda like team eco fan like i that's widely considered like every, everyone that i've ever spoken to that's played the shadow of Colossus remake are just like yeah this is like the best remake anyway not the best game like that they've ever played but just going hmm. from the source material to making it a contemporary piece of like games development like just that journey is just it's it's kind of hard to argue against because it's it's so well done like the the remake is is really well done and it's it holds true to the original but updates it in Mm. just the right ways that it feels good but yeah wow yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that then. Yeah, yeah, we should uh, we should probably wrap this thing up. We should probably wrap up. How long have we been going for now? Uh, an hour and fifty minutes. So we, yeah, we should. Uh, Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's all Sorry. good. But yeah, we'll we'll put this in its own section anyway, and then you'll be able to um, skip through and skip ahead and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's all like good. two podcasts. It's, it's like all... two for one. Two for one. Yeah, you get, buy one, you get one free. So yeah. yeah, you buy one get one free, even though you didn't pay. For it. you've not bought although you can if you really want to with uh is it coffee, coffee? yeah you can Co-fi. you can buy us a coffee it's just coffee buy us a coffee it'll be in the uh it's gonna be in the description on youtube yep yeah oh yep. and also on uh, anchor if you're finding it through anchor as well sure. yeah and uh if you do uh want to follow us on uh anchor then please do that because we're on pretty much all the podcast services that sort of spreads out and goes onto spotify and itunes and um all on sort of good stuff we're pretty much good ones we're all over the place but yeah you'll be able to find us on there but the um the good thing about what we're doing now we're actually showing quite a lot of uh, new footage on uh youtube so like while we're talking about certain subjects i'm going to try and keep videos playing in the background so it sort of gives good context for what we're actually talking about a lot of the time because i know sometimes it's annoying just looking at faces like talking about stuff which is great for podcasts but yeah you know like if, if they're talking about a certain game or a certain subject like it's it's probably good to see the sort of like the yeah. stuff on screen as well to sort of keep people engaged so i'm going to try and do a lot more of that but if you did like this then please uh subscribe uh like and comment um hit the uh bell icon to be notified for when we do put out a new episode um we're going to mm-hmm. try and keep to this sort of live schedule um so if you do ever want to join us live and, and ask any questions then you're very welcome to um but chris where can people find you so other than on our normal places 
so I'm doing a Twitter is at acrylic pixel where I'm doing about updates on my uh, indie game that I'm making. Mm, yep. And I've got a YouTube channel, uh, acrylic pixel as well, where I do some videos from time to time. Good. What about you, Ben? Yep, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Hillfort Games. Um, I post a lot of my uh, concept art and uh, some of my indie development stuff on there, which I just started up again, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm working on a new feature at the moment, so I'm probably going to be posting about that soon. Um, so, yeah, there'll be there'll be some of that. You can follow me there. I'm also on ArtStation, if you are into the concept art thing a bit more, which is uh, Vin Hill Art. You can find me on there. Uh, give me a like, give me a follow, and I'll probably follow you back because I like seeing cool artwork. Uh, but, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much for me. So until next time, ta-ta. See you then. Go play Bye. Eco. Go play Eco. Ah. Everyone should play Eco, honestly. Anyway. <laughs>